Hey folks, Nate here. You're listening to Critical Care, the show about games, community, and finding hope during the global pandemic. This is episode 12, featuring video essayists Kiki and Alicia of Transparency. And just heads up, there are a couple swears in this episode, so that's a problem. Enjoy. Before I dive into any of these questions, uh, for people who maybe aren't familiar with your work, if you could just uh, sort of briefly introduce yourself and also uh, say where you're calling from and let me know what pronouns you use so I can get those. You can start, Kiki. Uh, Kiki, uh, Sweden, uh, she. <laughs> okay, she was really quick with that one. Um, I'm Alicia and I go by the pronouns uh, her, she. And I'm also from Sweden because we are from the same inside of the same room. So, uh, and also you have to like be mindful about our Swedishness. We might not find the words sometimes in a um, unscripted environment. Oh yeah, that's that's totally fine. Uh, could you give a little like brief overview of uh, sort of the type of work you do for people who haven't maybe seen your videos before? Yeah, totally. Uh, that's like the, the the question. It's it started off like, um, I suppose it has gone in a direction where we are starting to figure out a bit what we're not gonna do. Uh, so like mostly what we're doing at the moment is a video game talk on YouTube. However. Kiki want to be really careful with that one because she doesn't only want to talk about video games. I have scripts for other media. Yeah. So basically, like, we talk about pop culture, but mostly video games in with connection to art, uh, themes, um, narratives, uh, so- social psychology, um, a bunch of that stuff, basically. Yeah, I would. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I definitely found your work through uh, your video game. Uh, I don't know if criticism or analysis what is quite the right way to describe them because they touch on a lot of different things, but uh, they do definitely branch out into uh, broader art criticism and uh, cultural criticism. Like I know you did a video on PewDiePie and hate symbols, which obviously is much broader than just video games even if that's kind of what he's known it's, for um, yeah it's related kind of mm-hmm. like we're in that sphere sort of um but trying to branch out now kiki's working on some things that are about uh, i mean like the pretentiousness video is not necessarily about games no per se it's mm-hmm. a very broad subject we just made it like a, a subject that you could tie it into to make people understand yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, like we're pulling yeah. samples from everywhere in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to think that you're, uh, at least in how I engage with it, your videos strike me as often like the video might start from some piece of pop culture, but then it will kind of lead the viewer into like a broader discussion uh which i think is is often what i enjoy the most about your videos is that they don't 
video game uh, communities can often be very insular and not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're often reluctant to kind of reach outside and use <laughs> other like existing art for comparisons or uh, sort of understanding broader themes. Uh, so I think your video and I think your videos do a good job of kind of avoiding that by starting from somewhere that maybe people are familiar with and then taking them towards something else and showing how how those are connected yeah if you think uh, that's fair that, yeah sometimes that's even a bit of a problem because uh i think like the the video about katana zero and then the one about final fantasy 7 remake and i guess with senor wild hearts those are kind of limited by like the popularity of those games or rather the reach yeah so like the subjects we talk about in final fantasy 7 game that's not necessarily just exclusive to final fantasy 7 though we use that as a very Jumping recurring point, yeah <laughs> basis so since our videos are uh very general in in what to talk about this basis in a subject matter can kind of limit them and mm-hmm. i think that we that that's something we might have to uh consider more in the future yeah uh, like i'm working on a video right now that is about death stranding again sadly <laughs> uh and I found myself, like, I had to rewrite it a bit, like, just cut out a bunch of stuff. And <clears throat> it's just kind of boring to talk about, like, you know, just one game, sort of, mm-hmm. in a well, sense. It depends. It depends. <clears throat> it depends. But if you don't have, like, I'm looking at it, of course, through, like, a more of a feminist perspective. Yes. But it doesn't go into that a lot. So it's basically just a bunch of um i guess you could almost say it would be um regular criticism but it's not you know someone could look at it and come to the conclusion that oh so you think the game is bad because you think that the 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 female representation in the game is bad um but no that's not um it's kind of like this video i'm so i'm i'm really annoyed by it at this point um <laughs> And kind of about the game in general, like the surrounding, I want to be past that now. I think that if, since we wrote that, uh, we write scripts kind of uh, sporadically, you could say. Like th- the scripts are not happening in in chronological order. No. So this script that we're working on right now that I'm going to edit into a video actually happened way back yeah. we wrote this a long time ago and it's it kind of feels that way yeah for for reference uh our second video the katana zero one was the first one that written which was written like a half year before i wrote it before uh well we had met at that point uh but I had just like no idea what I was going to do with that script. I like I wrote a script and I was like, well, I don't really have a channel for this, uh, so it so it, uh, so it's put it aside. Uh, it was in Swedish in the. No, it was never in Swedish. Oh, it was 
always English. Oh. Um, but then, like, the second video I wrote was the Link's Awakening one, which was the fifth video we released. So, uh, and I wrote that when the game was released. So, I think at that point we were, I think when we when I wrote that, it was like, well, I have two scripts now. Maybe we should we should make like a YouTube channel for this. Uh, yeah. So it's very common for us to like have a script and be like, well, this is what you're going to do. And then we stumble upon a video of, of someone being very upset about Flick and CJ. And <laughs> suddenly we are like, okay, we're going to postpone the other videos and make this one. So it's very easy for us to be... Uh, uh, All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> that's, that's... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I I think, uh, at least in how I work, I, I tend to, to struggle to work kind of non-linearly. I, I focus in on one thing and just kind of go for it. So it's, in, it's always interesting to me to hear people who sort of have multiple sort of plates spinning at a time and yeah. sort of touch back in on them. I think the Katana Zero one was the first one that I, uh, I actually saw of yours. Someone was sharing like a list on Twitter near the end of the year of like their favorite video essays. Uh, yeah, that one. Ah, that was very sweet. Oh, I, I really like, I, I still enjoy that video a lot. It's like, I, I like most of our videos. Um, but, but like when I'm, when we make them, that's when I'm like, this is the worst shit ever. <laughs> like I have that in the back of my head all the time, almost. Like this is the one that's going. <laughs> well, on the subject of just like non-linear work, I usually yeah. work very linearly. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. But since we are two people, that's kind of a a plus, very much. So mm -hmm. because we can focus on different things at the same time. So while I'm writing a script, Felicia might be editing a video or something completely different. So we can be like in different faces yeah. of video production uh, for completely different videos and that's that's kind of why we jump back and forth a lot because say I write a video but then I need to help Alicia with another video then it's easy for us to get like distracted and then just lose our uh, concentration or like or, or you will lose your mind space for yeah I have like a couple scripts that like they are started no I mean like they got in, into some kind of limbo some have been finished and uh, released but uh, there's like one that was like the I started writing that back in November and I was super into like researching and everything, but then it kind of fell on the wayside and I haven't gotten back to that one. <laughs> it's a funny thing. Like in general, you work very linearly. Yeah. You're like, you write your script from beginning to end, Yep. like just in a row. But I am more like, I can jump in scripts. Like, you know, 
um, I can I can do the beginning and then I can jump to another bit like that is going to be far, far down somewhere. But I know what I want to talk about. So I'm just writing that out and then I connect the pieces sort of like you are writing very, uh, very vividly like. Well, it's a lot about like flow. Yeah, but you're you're like writing more with an art, yeah, like, well, like really an artistic plan <clears throat> a, a script before exactly. some uh, I I I tend to have like <clears throat> just like keywords for like what I'm gonna talk about in mm -hmm. general uh, for like every segment or such, but like it's very hard for me to like keep the order or such because it's mm -hmm. it's like well since I'm speaking about this then the closest thing to mine may be this so let's just just to cap can have a good flow for what you're talking about so i basically always refrain from having like the list script the that's list like script, yeah. well I've, now i've talked about this subject and then you at least jump to something completely different to the extent that you might even have to have like a chapter card or something like just to signify we're done with this now. Now we're doing something completely different. Uh, we come from different, yeah. um, different uh, schools, I guess you could say. Though you're like because you're an artist, you like it. It's noticeable in how you write. You're like there is something like really flowing about your language. You know, you can really paint with words. While I am. Um, really more um uh, what should i say what have i said before i i You're told you academic. before yeah i'm more academic like i'm and it's really like uh dry it's a really dry it language it's dry it is dry it is really dry <laughs> and that's why i don't really like writing these things i'm more like okay i can sit here and edit this stuff it's fine don't worry about it but like the difference um it's uh, kind of like flashing. for reference uh, alicia mainly wrote the script for like the flick and cj video the pewdiepie one you wrote uh that's did you... yeah, yeah that's around yeah, yeah the first one uh while i wrote things like the the undertale one the pretentiousness one the best ones <laughs> yeah yeah, the best ones. Some have been very, very collaborative, though. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, ve I don't think there's a single script that that hasn't been touched by both of us. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but 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 it's like it. A lot of them have like a main writer, I suppose. We don't credit ourselves in that way, though. No. Uh, so. Uh, it's a group effort yeah and it's all, all already started to like blur in my mind like who wrote this and yes. who wrote that i know i was just about to say that you wrote the final fantasy 7 one and i realized no wait i wrote the majority of that one yeah but i i had my finger in it you know i'm sorry we're like talking your ears off right now oh no you're totally yeah. fine this is very interesting <laughs> i i am intrigued that since uh you say that since it's like academia and and artists sort of two different forms of uh 
of writing, which I've, I've definitely seen. Uh, I, I can feel that now thinking back on the videos and how they do have, which I think is what I enjoy about them is because I tend to, I tend to gravitate towards more academic stuff, uh, kind of stuff that's can be dry, can be uh, long-winded at times. It, it's, it's like some of the, it's the stuff that I, I enjoy maybe in a sort of self-indulgent kind of way, just because that's the sphere that I feel more, most comfortable in. But what I enjoy about your videos is that you've managed to combine that very sort of informational, uh, descriptive writing with stuff that can still have jokes in it and be entertaining, uh, which I think is a hard line to balance. So it is interesting to know that that is kind of a two different people sort of bringing their different forms of writing and making them fit together, which I think is a, a challenging balance. It's not something that I, I managed to do uh, super well, so I'm always uh, intrigued to hear how other people manage it. Mm. Uh, that yeah. that kind of t covered most of... Uh, one of my main questions here was I, I was curious about what your process is like. Um, I am curious also if you could speak a bit about your... Uh, video production background because definitely one of the things that okay. I noticed uh, right off the bat is that you have some uh, pretty I, w I would say very high production values um, at least definitely in the, like the sphere of, of YouTube that you fall into um, mm. I've only done a bit of a video processing and even then I I know it's very intensive uh, to do things that even seem kind of simple and I think especially with some of your recent stuff like your Animal Crossing video especially you put a lot of work into making sure everything is seamed correctly and has like the right video the right background for what you're talking about and do some clever things with like vid visual gags and metaphors uh, yeah. so I'm curious kind of what is your your history with uh with video and kind of how you how that has evolved since your channel began well yeah uh so i guess no one's surprised this is not our first channel uh this is the first channel we have together yeah. but uh like i started i've been doing videos like i i was for those who remember uh the the old old times of like new grounds i like i, I was Already back then, I had uh, made flash videos and such, like in 2004, 2005. Mm. Then, like when YouTube came, I started a YouTube channel like in 2006 or whatever. Uh, so I've been doing videos on and off for like the last 15 years or so. Yeah. Uh, I had a long period off though, like 10 years or so, uh, where I didn't really do anything substantial. Uh, though, like in 2018 i think i started making like a small swedish yeah. this private series called kiki puzzling where i uh just talk about kiki puzzles i guess it's yeah. in swedish so yeah i where i just went through like puzzle games since talked about them like uh made a little retrospective on different puzzle games um and that kind of evolved into what we have now. Uh, why, why, uh, Alicia? Huh? 
Yeah, because we combine yeah. ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and I, I have been doing video stuff for like ever. I can't really say when exactly, but I had a YouTube channel as well in Swedish before. Uh, it's more or less gone now. Um, but uh, a lot of like the the editing shops and stuff that you can see in the videos that we have now on transparency is kind of coming from that. I do a lot of the, the editing stuff, um, at least like the, the, the heavy stuff. Um, and that's kind of like my thing. <laughs> uh, usually it's like doing a bunch of stuff um, really awkwardly you could say like I don't use a lot of like effects like after effects and stuff like that I don't really use a lot of that stuff I'm like going around that to be creative You're like doing moving things stuff. the hard way I am doing things the hard way but it's it's fun I think that's really fun like yes you know moving stuff and like yes Put, putting everything together it's nice like just that the, the thing you said about like the visuals of the videos we we think that's really important uh when we make videos because we see a lot of people on youtube like making videos um that are like just putting gameplay in the background and they talk basically and we since we are not on the screen either uh, a lot of people like can get away with a lot of things yeah, you default, know you just show me yourself yeah like oh i don't know what to put here time, i guess yeah but, but so so good thing i recorded myself with my camera on at the same time so i can just put that there but we can't do that so we have to like think about oh what is going to be here so for example, in the pretentiousness video, there is a part where I'm talking talking about the container fallacy. And I found a bunch of footage of like containers smashing into each other and like being broken and stuff while I'm talking about how communication can be hard, like yeah, in that sense. Yeah, sometimes find very perfect things to have in the background yeah, while you like speak it's about fun. something at the same time i can like i can understand no. people <laughs> who, who don't put that much into like video of production course. because i mean i myself am very guilty of putting on a video and like playing a game or something at the same time not mm -hmm. really looking at the screen so <laughs> uh, and also imagine the amount of videos you could just push out into the ether <laughs> like yes by not doing this what we're well, doing now i think there like i'm i would not be i don't know surprised if people have not really seen our videos just heard them fucking hell but uh <laughs> i would not hold that against them but i think that like as long as we put up like have some visuals on screen Mm -hmm. We can still like please both audiences. Like it's there's no problem if you just listen to them without yeah of course watching. But like, like I, think I, I guess like perhaps like one or two points might be missed. 
if you if you don't have like on screen context for something. Uh, but like I think that you, yeah. like you get a little bit extra, yeah. you know, just, just like a little the, extra flavor. The, sher the sherry on top. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because I've, I've, like I tend to watch your videos and then sometimes if I am going back to, to revisit them, they might be on in the background. But I have noticed that it, compared to like there are some channels where, it is just like, the the video is is secondary and honestly I I would almost almost prefer if it was just audio so that I could turn the TV off and still listen to it. Um, but I. I do find that with your videos, I do get more out of it if I'm if I'm watching it, just because it it's structured like an actual video essay. It's not like a yeah. it's because I've I've definitely in the past when I've been experimenting with videos, I've I've realized that my strengths as a creator tend to not be in the realm of like okay, I know what's gonna make for a great like shot to put here for what i'm saying like that sort of i guess multimedia thinking just doesn't uh, work for me so and i've i've put together videos that are kind of just like hey i'm talking over gameplay and sometimes the gameplay is like instructive and other times it's like what i have footage of and that's not mm. really very interesting uh but it can be hard though like it, when when you make videos like that like having stuff to show like if we're talking about something where you you really don't have a lot of stuff that shows what you're talking about yeah and, we've had a like yeah. a couple videos that were pretty hard <laughs> what because and that's something i really have to learn like when i'm writing something everything just plays out in like my head or something like there's a head it's a visual head space that does not <laughs> transform very well into video so sometimes i have like well you wrote like two pages on this thing that happens like yeah like and there's no the, title the, screen the, the, the perfect example would be like our first video we were like talk for half an hour about this two second punch oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> in that case it's like well we, ha we 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 have to show the punch more than once i guess gosh darn <laughs> Also, a game that isn't even released. Jesus. Nah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I do appreciate that your videos tend to feel very considered, like in in sort of the side of of YouTube, and at least as far as your games talk goes, mm -hmm. that I would sort of uh, locate you in. There tend to be a lot of like. 45 60 two hour long videos that are they 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 are in desperate need of an editor and those oh, also yeah. those also tend to be the videos that are like there it's, it's almost like listening to like the radio for me like i put it on and drift in and out because the points will sort of circle around and what's on screen will be usually unrelated to what's being talked about or yeah. unrelated enough that I can glance over uh, which I think is kind of I don't know this this sort of moves into my second question about sort of game criticism and analysis and just discussion writ large but I think it is curious how 
in trying to accommodate sort of deeper analysis and talking about different themes and sort of bringing in stuff from other other mediums and cultures a lot of channels have sort of lost the the sort of compactness that a lot of earlier youtube that maybe was pretty like almost like junk food of just like here's someone yelling over a video game but the production tended to be at least more considered like i think about older stuff like even like like the angry uh angry video game nerd or i forget exactly yeah. what the name is um but there is there's like actual like loosely defining it as like filmmaking going on whereas mm-hmm. as as we move towards like these broader analysis it's almost like the video gets erased and it's just like well i have these 10,000 words and i need i need to have a youtube channel i guess so i'm putting it on youtube I don't know. I, I guess I'm curious what you think about about the state of of uh, game criticism. I guess both on YouTube and off, since at least with your video on pretentiousness, definitely I feel mm. like that definitely plays into this this theme of of games culture trying to grow up and also being very reactive. Yeah, I think that like. Um... The, the game criticism scene scene is uh how should I put it like like it is um uh, it is thriving I mean there are people who talk yeah, about games uh but at the same time I think that we have some like different um uh, stages in the evolution of uh, video game criticism we like started with the the nostalgia critic the the angry video game nerd and people aped off them you know well, not really what we doing... have to consider with that uh, is uh, on the on the subject of length and such like in the early days of youtube mm-hmm. you were limited like 10 minutes and like looking back at that i can like that feels so restrictive yeah and, but back that. in the days it was like well <laughs> Yeah, you can do a lot with 10 minutes. Like my old videos uh, back back in 20, 2007, 2008 or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think they ever like really touched the 10 minute mark that much. Uh, yeah. But now uh, I think I think because early YouTube was very limited in that sense, people Had to weren't stuff. really, what should I say, like motivated or... Uh, encouraged to to make long form videos in that no, sense. No, they couldn't. I but mean, I also you had think to that do, like you have to condemn stuff. Of course, people like James Rolfe or Doc Walker behind Angry Video Game Nerd and Nostalgia Critic, they they very much form like the the idea of what yeah. uh, a video review or like video analysis with respect to whatever of a game should be and that's still felt to some extent even though we've gone gone so far past it that it's not really noticeable there's still like this format of of i would say this it's like what we have still left from um okay so nostalgia critic and angry video game nerd and all those people channel awesome stuff um the, the the way criticism worked there was basically 
you go from beginning to end of a movie or a game and you talk step by step yeah it was everything very, like... you're like going through everything it's like very questionable if this was it's actually a bit superficial and a bit like shallow yeah but but it's uh... all it's very questionable if it was even fair use at that point like you <laughs> well, could yeah, you no. could watch these videos and have the experience of the movie basically yeah uh, in a sense but like we moved away from that a bit but you can still see it in some parts where a lot of those long form videos that we're talking about now it kind of misses that long like long criticism doesn't necessarily mean that it's deep criticism yeah just being thorough with like every yeah. scene of a movie like the Mahler uh, the idea Mahler of stuff. like going for hours yeah like that can even be detrimental uh, yeah to to your point if 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 you have to dig through like a two hour long video to find something you could have like expressed in 20 minutes then then what's the point well yeah like i mean like there there is a video out there uh that goes through death stranding in seven hours in for seven hours that that video is seven hours and it's like going through every single piece of the game basically like from beginning to end and it's really not necessary it's like you don't really have to do that well i think when it started to like the seven hour mark maybe 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 you're doing it a bit because you want to hit that seven yeah hour probably mark, I like i mean it's it's novel it is it is like we novel. watched that video yeah, we did so they got um, our attention but 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 but, but like but in general like I, I i i feel that the 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 general idea of like game criticism and i mean media criticism on youtube is very condensed in in in, in a, a bit superficial and shallow or whatever like good word for that mean i don't under really i don't really want to like undermine these people because no, there's a lot not. of good good reviews and such out there that that maybe doesn't do like the and the, also the, the deep dives into like sociology or yeah. whatever that we do but but, but yeah I, I would also like to just say like in general when these people make stuff i think that it's really great that people can express themselves in creative ways yeah. and that game criticism or movie criticism isn't actually just uh down to particular people like anyone mm. can do it you're not you're like you and everyone else can actually do that it, it's an open platform yeah which is really good because it makes the makes the platform evolve after all yeah well, what i was gonna say is that like we we've seen those kind of videos like one for, like like the angry video game nerd format is very much like alive today yeah to some extent <clears throat> and quite honestly we've seen that for like 15 years now and i think that's a, a good basis for like what we're kind of Kind of trying to do on our channel we're angry video game nerd stuff no <laughs> <laughs> the opposite like 
I'm sorry. We're we're looking at what's out there, and mm. we're always like trying to be honest about like what's to ourselves about what's interesting because there's there's some things that I would really like to talk about, but they've already already been touched on. Like other people have made videos about it, and when it comes to that, it's like well. I don't really have anything to add just talking about this specific thing. That's something I felt when I did like my uh, puzzle game videos uh, before Transparency. That like just talking about puzzle games, I of course had to like start talking about Tetris, and that was the most boring thing ever because it's been talked about forever. And just like that, like that, that kind of feeling of just doing a video because it's mandatory that you do because mm. it's like well. I have to do this. It's it's like I don't really gel with that. Uh, so usually, when we make our videos, we like the core idea is that we want to cover something that's not really been done before. Like it's a subject, at or least whatever. to some extent. Yeah, yeah. There are always there's always going to be like some obscure video. Someone made that like we didn't even notice because it <laughs> fell off the radar when we searched for around for it, but like But okay. Yeah. So like I would just one thing I think that is really kind of a problem in video game criticism today mm. on YouTube, uh or in general, is is some use some uses of words. Like well, pretentious, yeah. for example. Pretentious is one of those words, but we, we have noticed, and you have probably too, that in our videos, sometimes, or almost in all of them, I think it's, we... we're starting to get like close to all our videos at this point. It it's... is starting to become a bit meta. <laughs> um, but like, we mention lore a lot. And mm -hmm. when we do, it's in a kind of derogatory way because I have like we're probably going to make a video that is just going to be called lore because like the way lore is used to like justify things and just the way it's used in general like what does lore even mean at this point you can say lore to anything basically it's like is it good? Is it bad? I guess is, it's like, like indirect world building or whatever. Yeah, but it's not true though. That's not the same. I think that's what people think. I don't think so. I think it's well, more. I, I think it's broader. Like I think. I, it's I guess too this broad. is like a nitpick pet peeve of us. Uh, ours. I hate lore. <laughs> like, it's it's more something that comes up like this general discussion around media than necessarily reviews because I think reviews are still pretty fair in like trying to look at games or movies or whatever as like a product or like something that's to be rated in, in like more than just the world building uh, I don't think that like the, 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 the video game reviews have uh, the re video game review scene has not been tainted, tainted by the, 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 the lore um, the lore is shit. <laughs> but, but that's like, I think I think 
what it comes down to is that like we are very tired and just done with lore fan theories and the game theories and whatever like where yeah where where this 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 idea of instead of doing a reading on media yeah you try to do everything like trying to connect everything to like a diegetic reality where yeah. where your reading is legitimate because there's a detail in in the world that makes it well maybe this is canon it's like well doesn't matter if if flick or cj is gay you don't have to like find a little clue about it well you can but, but it's, obviously it's, it's, it's more it's more text. that if you can make that reading well then i guess it's le- legitimate for you yeah <laughs> and, and that's more like we we want to try to kind of go beyond that and, and the funny thing is that it, this is not a re- very radical idea of like any no, media it's not. just for game reviews for some <laughs> odd reason yeah like and I, reading is and i some... think that's kind of I, just like my my main point about this game criticism and game discourse is that it's games as a medium are still in their infancy yeah I, really I young. they and it, it, it might not feel that way because well they've been around for 40 years more yeah more yeah so i guess most people uh, in our generation or such we have like this idea that it, well, it's always been around so uh, it's on par with all other medium but but that's not really true and I, I, I think that like the discourse around games have also been colored by them being for a long time it's been like toys for kids and it, it's very much with our generation maybe like Gen X I suppose that games kind of became something that adults mm. indulge themselves in on like a deeper level than it's being like a fun pastime and I think because uh, you're sitting here looking yeah, be- so because smart we're, uh, we're, uh, we, we kind of approach this subject from from like from childhood and to adulthood I think a lot of people have not like really like changed or challenged their way of watching and yeah. like reading games uh, i think that we have to remember also that these are products that are heavily um, advertised to a, a group of people whose very identity is corporate yeah like you have to like think about that these these games are not sold to you a lot as art i mean just the term art game kind of cropped up in the 2010s around there somewhere right and that's like just at that point people started to maybe question the whole thing a bit you know people were talking about art games art suddenly that that discussion is that young is probably like a well, yeah. A a a um a sign of how how early we are in game criticism. Well, yeah, and know. I think that's like a generational thing because we're still at this point where, well, not everyone plays games. Like if you look at like a general pop- 
populist to the extent where people like listen to music or watch films or read books uh, and I I think that like honestly this might not even like the, the full extent to where like games can be considered like just mainstream media in a sense other mediums are will perhaps not even happen during our lifetimes because yeah. I, I, I suppose this kind of happens when you're in in like a world where everyone the oldest people to the young, youngest people have always had these things mm. because it kind of needs people to be very intimately familiar with, with this thing because since games were for a lo- very long time marketed to specifically boys we ended up with a situation where the the audience was very shaped by that like marketing strategy from yeah. like the 80s and that will reflect on, on like, how even. people speak about games like mm-hmm. what what kind of people demographics will view games and i think that's like we mentioned this in like the Katana Zero video or like you can talk about like like high school literature literature analysis class can apply to games just that like I don't think because you don't talk about games in 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 like analysis classes uh, I think a lot of people like kind of view those as like mutually exclusive we're like games are seen more as like play Mm. Uh, yeah play games is different but like now we are like far off here but but i wanted to like just talk about lore thing a lot go ahead go ahead i'll sit back and listen so oh sorry um yeah we're just kind of running up on on time here a little bit but oh sorry oh you're fine this has all been super interesting and i would I would definitely sit here and talk for hours about it. Um, about lore. <laughs> yeah, because I just think it's interesting. And I, I think lore and sort of the uh, sort of game canons, like you mentioned having to, to make a video about Tetris, because, of course, that's like just one of the games you make a video about. Uh, all of this just sort of seems to be gaming culture has a weird love of authority of having like definitive here is what we talk about and here are the things that are important and here is what is like true and factual uh where that doesn't really work at all in any sort of analysis because you're you're constantly breaking stuff apart and trying to to reframe it and yeah yeah, I, i do think these are all sort of interrelated uh sort of I symptoms think, i think that might be a bit like a, more so a problem of nerd culture possibly oh yeah like, you know the idea of like wikipedia for example <laughs> like collecting all the information and putting it putting it in a like encyclopedia basically where you can then just look at that and then when you see the new star wars you can scream at it and say that's not accurate this is wrong i read it on wikipedia like that it restricts how you view the, the, these kinds these kinds of um media um products in general like if 
if we are so strictly based on lore and canon and whatnot, then you can't really move forward, especially if you're Star Wars. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That was, yeah. Watching them try and in in the most recent movie, the name of which I can't even remember anymore, but trying to watch it, uh, sort of retcon the entire. Uh, what everything that the last jedi tried to do was yeah let's not talk about last jedi jesus oh my god every time that comes up it's like it's such an don't talk about no but it's such an inoffensive movie it's like nothing like it's the most milk toast yeah, thing can ever. we not talk about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i won't bring it up I've been up on last jedi oh my god yeah i i won't dive into that I, that is personally like the only Star Wars movie I like, but it's also for all the reasons people who are yeah, I like it too. Yeah, yeah like people who are people who are in love with Star Wars. I love it for all the reasons that they hate it. I think it's just delightful. Like, I'm I'm uh, just going to say if you like Star Wars, then you should like that movie because it does everything. Alicia. As, it's it's the it's a, Alicia. Hey, wait! I'm just gonna say, Kiki, just here. This is this is honestly true. It's a fact, objective. I'm sorry. It's it's not. But like, the Last Jedi is like the most Star Wars as Star Wars movie. It's so much fucking Star Wars that it's like too much Star Wars. Almost. We are coming to the point where people who like Star Wars are looking at the Star Wars movie that is so fucking much Star Wars. It is doing all the things that they love, and they're like, "No, this is not right." It's 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 great. It's amazing. I love watching that that uh, fan base kind of eat itself. Oh yeah, um, it's great. It's yeah, lovely. It's, it's great fun from the outside of of not really caring about this, but just being interested yeah. in it. Uh, so this has been a lot of fun, and I would definitely keep talking for ages because it is fascinating. Um, but in order to not keep this a million hours long, I can to cut this off before it becomes a three-hour YouTube video. Uh, where can where can people find your work? Uh, where are you on the internet? Oh yeah, we are mainly well. We have the, we have the YouTube channel, of course, Transparency, uh, but we are mainly available on Twitter. Uh, transparency boo yeah at transparency boo uh, we also have like our personal accounts well you don't use yours as much uh, uh, but I use mine I also have a webcomic that's called abstract expressions with Olivia Birch you can if you if you prod around like the <laughs> transparency account you can find it uh, but, but yeah main, transparency yeah transparency on twitter and youtube that's where you can find us that's where we are i guess yeah awesome so closing out one thing that i've asked every guest to do is to share one small thing that they've enjoyed recently this can be anything that has delighted or brought you some joy um just kind of something it doesn't have to be games related either but it's yeah. something that that you've enjoyed recently that you'd like to shout out Do you have anything you were asking? The me old Hungarian before. comic Yusuke. That's a very fun one. I like that. The, yeah. the, someone unearthed it like last autumn, after like fifty years of being forgotten. It's it's a very sweet little newspaper strip comic, 
uh, it's from like Hungary. strangely you yeah. know it has this strange uh, combination of feminism but also like sexualization well it's really strange like i would say that it's i think it's, very... it's a bit of, but like like a product of its time of course but it's like you know it's very it's very interesting like, she is a character that is she's very much a character she's very much a character let's leave it like that um i can what i'm really happy about though i am i'm growing pak choy in my in my garden oh. i guess you could say like the on the balcony i've started to like and also i have too many tomato plants right now and they're like going up to the roof oh no uh, send some and... to me i love tomato plants yeah yeah well these send are some in the mail. these are too <laughs> too big oh. um it's the, it's like a jungle in the kitchen right now and i haven't put them out yet because it's too cold in sweden uh, maybe I could put it on now, but that's really nice. I, I like I like the, the summertime because you see, that's the time when you can do these things. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, it seems like uh, there seems to be a trend of of people sort of growing lots of stuff in their kitchens uh, during this whole pandemic. I didn't even get to get to the point of normally I start these things off by checking out how you're doing. Uh, during the pandemic but we just kind of segued straight into a whole on discussion um yeah. but uh yeah thanks again so much uh kiki and alicia this has been delightful um i hope everything with your tomato plants and your future videos go well i'm excited to hear about them um and yeah thanks thanks for coming on yeah, thank you too. Thanks. Sorry for stealing the show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I invited you on to talk, so you just made this easier for me. I just kind of had to sit yeah. back and listen. We just took the rain. That's what people should know about us. We will take. We are the... two people. We cannot be restrained because we're not talking. And also, each we other. talk so much. It's time to shut up, Alicia. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. Thanks so much. I will. I will Thank catch you. you all later. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Critical Care is produced by me, Nate Kiernan, with music by Desired. You can find Desired on Bandcamp at desired.bandcamp.com. I'm on Twitter at Nate Kiernan, and you can keep up with everything critical-related at critical.com. If you like the show, maybe share it with a loved one, and if you're able, consider supporting the work of my wonderful guests. Until next time, stay safe, stay home, and remember, this is not game over. We're still fighting, and we're going to get through this. 